Welcome to the Lifting Women Up podcast. This is a podcast for women who are new to lifting weights, who want to upgrade to a stronger, happier, and more confident version of themselves. And I am your host, Nicole Hill, owner of Nicole Hill Coaching. I'm an online fitness coach who helps women to upgrade their bodies and their minds to attain the results that they want to in their health and their wellness. I hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Lifting Women Up podcast. I'm Nicole Hill, and I hope that you are ready for another great episode. Hopefully, you had some time to listen to the last one where we are discussing and going through this whole month of March about sleep and nutrition because it is National Sleep Awareness Month and National Nutrition Month. And unfortunately, I am constantly challenging my stress limits because I just recorded this podcast and I went back to edit it and do the things that I needed to do to publish it for everyone. And it is not there. There's six minutes out of 30 and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to do this again. But that is okay. I love talking about this. And what we're going to be discussing today really is the connection amongst everything with sleep, but especially the sleep and nutrition connection, especially when it comes to building muscle, because that is something I see a lot of women struggle with, and especially getting into uh, perimenopause and menopause, we're going to touch on that as well. And so we know, or at least you should know, hopefully by now, that sleep greatly affects your eating habits. So we're going to discuss that, of course, the importance of good sleep for overall health and wellness. And then I'm just going to finish with some small things that you can start doing to improve your sleep. And some of the things that I have seen really work for a lot of people and of course my clients as well when I have worked on sleep, which I usually work on with everyone because it's a really big area that many people struggle with. And so let's just go ahead and get into it. So one thing, actually two things that we're gonna start with are number one, awareness because awareness is one of the most important places to begin. However, little caveat here, don't get so pulled into awareness that it takes you out of action and it keeps you, because one of the the big paradoxes of being in awareness is that it can really lead you down a really deep rabbit hole and you keep going in there and you keep wondering, why am I doing this? Why? Why? I really need to figure out why. And when you go too deep into trying to figure that out, you're not actually doing anything. You're procrastinating. And so what I generally recommend is just taking a few days to even a week of just getting more aware of what you're doing. And here's the thing too, you can still be doing something and being more aware, right? But if you want that first step and you're like, oh, you know what? I'm not sure of what I should do yet. I really want to see what's going on before I do anything, which is totally fine. In which case I say, take that first step. 
And so with the awareness, also it gives us a baseline. It gives you what your baseline is currently. And that can be where are your stress levels at? How are you currently handle, handling the stressors in your life? You can scale everything. You know, use a scale of one to five, one to 10, whatever, however you want to rank it. Um, how am I handling my stress levels right now? Um, what does my nutrition look like? Am I, you know, like what foods am I eating? Can you track for a few days and just generally see like, am I getting enough protein? Where are my carb sources and fat sources and all of those things? What are, how much you're eating, right? And then where is your, what's your exercise look like, your movement? And that can be looking at, you know, am I getting, how many steps am I getting in a day right now? How many days am I getting into the gym or how many days am I lifting at home or doing workouts at home? What does that look like? What's the frequency? And then of course, what does your sleep look like? Rate your sleep as well. Do you feel well rested when you wake up? Like you can just conquer the day. You're ready to go. Okay. Maybe not right off the bat. Maybe it takes you, you know, like 30 minutes or so. Like I know it takes me about 30 minutes to like fully feel that feeling, but do you feel generally like excited to to kind of like get into your day and you feel ready to do it. Maybe, maybe excited. It's not the right word. If, if it's during the week and you're going to work, but do you feel generally okay and, and excited? And I keep using that word excited. Um, and do you feel ready, um, ready to go? And then some of the other things, let me get back on track here. So we're looking at sleep. We're looking at how we're feeling when we what I keep saying we, when you wake up, how are you feeling? And are you able to sustain the energy? So say you are waking up and you feel pretty energetic. Are you able to sustain, sustain that through the day? Or do you feel like you're having those crashes? Are you feeling um, overwhelmed? You know, look at, look at the big picture of things. What does life look like? And how is it feeling for you? And then we can establish a baseline. Okay. Here's how many steps I'm getting a day. Uh, here's how I'm eating, you know, and go across the line, lay it out. What does it look like? And then the beauty of your baseline is you can always raise it. Okay. So this is something that we want to go to. So if you look at your baseline right now, these are, these are behaviors and routines and things that you're doing on a daily basis, right? And you're you're going to that. You can kind of cruise there. And so what we can begin to do is raise your baseline. So maybe by we can raise your baseline by, you know, increasing the amount of time that you're in the gym on the days that you're in there. Maybe it can be increasing the days, whatever it is. But when we start increasing those baselines, it starts to feel more comfortable and you're able to hang out there without it feeling too hard for you. So that's what finding your baseline is all about. And of course you can find your baseline in everything, right? And so what I want you to do, the second part of this is doing this, and this is really important. So I want you to pay attention to this. And I know it sounds woo woo and, but there is research rooted in this, but we want to take this from a self-compassion lens because usually that's not the case. Usually what happens is we look at this very judgmentally and we put certain meanings onto it, what that means about us. And what that does is puts us 
into inaction. And that's because when we feel bad about these things, we don't want to feel bad. And so we run away from them and we don't think about them anymore. And we're like, you know what? This isn't worth it. I'm not going to do this. This is too uncomfortable. And so if you're able to look at this from a lens of curiosity and and really just trying to understand, not even understand, but gathering data like you're a detective and you're just trying to get different data points from different places. So you can put that picture together of, okay, here's the data, here's what, and taking your interpretation of it, no interpretation, just what are the facts? What's the data? You know, if you were in court, you know, what can you actually just present to, you know, to the court? Okay. So just presenting those facts, not what you feel about them, but what's actually happening. So with that being said, um, what I want to really go into next is how sleep is affecting eating habits. And like I said, everything feeds into each other. So we know we have sleep and then think about it in a circle with arrows going around. So we have sleep, we have stress, nutrition, and movement and exercise. And we know that things that we do within those realms are all affecting each other. And so they're not separate. They are very integrated. And the good thing about that is generally you can start with one area and that's going to have an effect on other areas. And so I want you to think about this in the positive with, you know, say we did want to start by tackling sleep. Maybe that felt like the easiest place to start. And so, okay, what can you start doing with sleep? Okay, well, let's, I know that I'm dealing with a lot of stress in my life right now. And I know that my mind is running a million miles per minute. And I, and I just feel like I can't shut it off. So let me start by brain dumping before I go to bed and journaling and just getting every single thing that is in my head out onto paper and then going to bed at a decent hour. Right. Um, and then we'll go through other things that you can do from the sleep perspective. And then you notice that you're actually able to sleep through the night. And then what happens? So how is that going to affect your nutrition? Well, if you are getting enough sleep, so we know that lack of sleep um, and really poor quality of sleep can disrupt hormones that regulate hunger and satiety. And we also know that this can lead to overeating and just making generally unhealthy food choices. And it's not just, it's not demonizing foods. It's just, that's all you're reaching for are those foods that maybe you shouldn't be eating as often um, as you're reaching for them, right? So a lot of those processed fatty and high carb foods. And, And so they are related in that sense. And then we know that lack of sleep, if you're not sleeping well, you're not gonna wanna exercise. And even if you do, you're putting more stress onto your body, which we know is going to lead you into those state that stage of burnout and exhaustion and throwing poor sleep on top of it 
and not eating enough protein and eating too much junk food is going to drive you deeper into that. And it's going to be become a little bit harder to, to come out of. And that's where fighting against yourself really comes in. And so here's what else we throw in is trying to mentally really just exhausting yourself and constantly trying to make decisions and push away food and really trying, you know, like get rid of those cravings and really just railing against food and trying to use willpower. Well, newsflash, willpower also decreases with sleep as well. So if you're constantly searching for those things within yourself, motivation and willpower and things like that, they are going to be severely diminished by poor sleep. And so you're going to blame yourself and be like, oh my gosh, I just don't have the willpower to do this. I don't have the motivation to do this. Well, that's going to be your lack of sleep. And then that all feeds into each other, right? So what can you start, you know, what can you start to do in terms of nutrition? So with nutrition, we know if you are trying to build muscle or you're trying to lose weight, it's pretty important. We all are aware of this. The number one thing I love to recommend to all women because I will say every single woman that I have ever worked with, every single one, when we've started working together, has not even been close to eating the amount of protein that they need in order to build muscle and in order to get a good night's sleep. Zero that I've ever worked with. And so one thing I would encourage you to do in the awareness process is to at least look at how much protein you're eating on a daily basis. And research has shown, um, there was one piece of research that I saw last year that shows women have better quality sleep if they are getting 20, at least 25 grams of protein before it's either 9 or 10 a.m., 25 grams of protein. So take a look, even if you only start with looking at your breakfast and go meal by meal. It doesn't have to be, now you can look at your whole day. I think it's very beneficial to look at the whole picture. But when I talk about, we're talking about implementation here. Start with breakfast. Can you at least start with getting that much protein in the beginning of the day to set yourself up for success? And to and we know that protein is also helps you to feel more satisfied. So it does improve satiety as well. And it helps you feel full. So maybe you aren't craving other foods as well. And we know that protein is crucial for building muscle. And this is another big problem that I see women running into is that they are working so hard and they're lifting and they're trying to build muscle, but they are not getting enough protein in their diet to even elicit building that muscle. Because if you're not getting in the building blocks of, you know, the building blocks of protein or amino acids, you need that for building muscle. And if you're not getting it, you're not going to build muscle. And I hate using this term. However, I'm going to, going to use it because everyone knows what I mean. And this is what I have women tell me. But this is where the skinny fat look comes in. And what I mean by that is that someone looks small, but they don't have any muscle definition. They don't have muscle on them, right? So there's more fat than muscle because 
also what starts to happen is you're also breaking down muscle, right? If you're not eating enough protein or even just eating enough in general, and your body starts to use your muscle and it breaks it down. And that's the last thing that you want to do. You are expending energy and you're putting effort into going into the gym and lifting weights and you're not reaping the benefits from it. And plus, nutrition is incredibly important for helping your body to recover from that lifting session or from that cardio session. And so if you're skimping on that, you are not going to get the results that you want. You're not going to get the look that you want. And your sure as hell are not going to be able to sustain it. And that's where you're going to see going back and forth where, you know, maybe you're yo-yoing in weight or, you know, things like that. And so that is why sleep is so important, but also nutrition, of course, is going to be crucial in that because it is going to affect the quality of your sleep. If you're not eating enough food, if you're eating too much food or you're not getting enough protein and carbs as well, you're not going to get the sleep quality that you need in order to recover and to build muscle and to reach the goals that you have for yourself and to really keep those results as well. And so I hope that didn't sound ranty or anything, but I just really want to emphasize how important both of those are. And also think about this too. We know that if you're not getting enough sleep and your eating habits aren't aren't where they want to be, do you think you're going to have enough energy to go to the gym to lift weights? No. Hell no, you're not. You're not going to, maybe you are going there, but you are barely doing anything. You haven't, you're not increasing your weights. You've been lifting the same 10 pound weights for months on end, and you're just going through the motions and you're never increasing your weights. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but if you have been lifting the exact same weight for months and months and months, you are not building muscle. Okay, you are not going to, again, you're not going to get the results that you want to from this. Okay, maybe you're getting a cardiovascular benefit, which if that's your goal, that's completely fine if you're just doing it to get your heart rate up. But if your goal is to build muscle, then you need to have that that progression. And it's not always weight. When you get into years and years of training, you're not always going to go up in weight. However, especially if you're a beginner or you're even in those intermediate stages, um, if you are not progressing in some way with your load, um, however that looks for you, you're not going to be building muscle. And not to say that there's no point to it because you're moving and, and moving is great, but but you're wasting a lot of your effort is what I'm trying to say. And then we know too with stress, stress is going to directly impact how we're eating. And so I want to go ahead and again, just highlight the benefits of good sleep. We know there are so many of them and the biggest ones are going to be improved memory, improved mood, and improved immune function. And that's something I see a lot too is people getting sick all of the time over and over and over again. And sleep is one of those things that builds up your immune function. And 
even one poor night of sleep has actually shown to decrease your immune function significantly. And I don't want to scare you into like, oh my gosh, I get one night of sleep, one poor night of sleep and I'm going to get sick. Yes, it could happen, but that shit happens. It's okay. As really it's when you are experiencing it chronically where it's happening night after night after night after night for weeks on end. So something to, to really pay attention to. Okay. So, so we know that better sleep will improve your eating habits, which is going to improve your, your performance in the gym. And it's also going to improve how you are handling stress as well. And you're going to feel like you are handling less stress because you're not going to be expending so much mental effort into having more motivation and improving your willpower and fighting off cravings and all of these things that you've, you're constantly railing against and you're not going to have to expend that effort and it's going to feel easier just by sleeping better. You're going to be able to handle all of those things in your life much better. And so what I want to go into are just some really quick and simple tips that you can start really improving your nutrition to help you sleep better. And then some things that you can start with from a sleep perspective. Remember, you can start in any area. And like I said, everything's integrated. So even if you start with fitness first, and maybe you just start getting out for a walk in the mornings, morning sunlight in the eyes is shown to improve your circadian rhythm. So this is going to help regulate your, your um, sleep and wake cycle. And so that may be a place that you want to start. That feels um, like something you can do, right? So with nutrition, I just have two tips for you. Tip number one, protein, increase your protein intake and um, see how you feel. That's going to improve your your satiety. And also you may feel like you're not craving a lot as much because you are getting enough protein, but it's also going to help you sleep better. It's going to help you build muscle, right? So it has so many benefits. So getting enough protein and you can start really small with just focusing on breakfast, getting in that 25 grams of protein at breakfast. And number two, focusing on increasing the amount of uh, non-processed foods that you're eating. So take a look and see, you know, you can even count it up like, okay, so how, how many foods am I eating that are processed? How many foods am I eating that are not processed? Are they fitting within the 80, 20 rule? So is 80% non-processed versus 20% processed? If not, okay, where can you improve? Is there something that you can replace? You know, is there one, um, maybe you're eating, I don't know, um, Maybe you're eating a protein bar and a a shake every single day. Can you swap one of those out? And instead of, you know, doing a protein bar and a protein shake, can you just do one of those things? And maybe the other thing you, maybe you swap it out for a Greek yogurt or something like that. So are there any swaps that you can do? And really just work on improving the quality of your food within your meals. So you can think about one food at a time, or you can even just take a look at your meals. And, you know, is there, is there one particular meal that you can improve? 
And then moving into the sleep part real quick. So some really simple things to take a look at as you're building your awareness around is number one, your sleep environment. So overall, what does it look like? Do you have, you know, is your bedroom just chaotic? Are there clothes thrown everywhere? Um, Do you use it as a storage closet? What does it look like? Because that is really going to affect your sleep. And if you actually want to go into your bedroom and go to sleep, maybe it's not a place you go in there and you feel anxiety just being in there. So do you really think that's going to help your sleep? It's not. So can you make that an environment that you want to be? Okay. So even aesthetically, you know, um, maybe getting a nice, you know, duvet cover or comforter pillows, you know, spend money on that shit. I always tell people, I'm like, do not skimp on your bed. And that's another one too. Take a look at your bed because a lot of people are sleeping on shitty beds and you are going to be sleeping on that for something like a quarter of your life. It's like, you know, think about it. You should be in there about seven to nine hours a night. That's a lot of your day. That's as much time as you spend at work. So make sure that you don't feel like crap when you wake up because your back is killing you because your bed is a piece of shit. (laughs) I hate to be so harsh, but you know, don't skimp on that cost. Um, Get a bed that you want to crawl into at night and you just, you sink in and you feel so good. Okay. I have a bed like that and the bed, it's a sleep number bed. I love it. And it definitely cost a decent amount of money, but I'm also working on like 15, 16 years on that bed. So you have to think about that too, about how long are you going to have this and you know, all of that stuff. I won't go into that, but one way to look at it. Are you sleeping at a temperature that is going to drop your basal body temperature? Because In order for us to go into deep sleep, our body temperature needs to drop and it's not going to drop if you're sleeping at 75 degrees. So for me personally, 69 is a sweet spot and the recommendation is really low. I will admit, I think it's, um, I think it's between like 60 degrees to 68 degrees, which sleeping really low is way too cold for me personally, but That 69 is a sweet spot for me. And I don't wake up sweating. I'm not tossing and turning, but make sure that your temperature is conducive to dropping your body temperature, making sure that you have blackout curtains and that there's no light getting through. And if that's not possible, getting a sleep mask, because that is going to affect your sleep cycles as well. Making sure that you have some sort of white noise, whether that's a fan or a machine or an app even, because I've had a lot of people, you know, and I have found this out randomly where we're just really focused on their sleep. And then they'll tell me, oh yeah, like I hear noises outside of my building every single night. Like it's really loud and it keeps me up. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, okay. Well that might be it. So let's get you a, you know, a, a white noise machine or something that can block those things out. And then miraculously, you know, sleep gets better. Um, and last but not least, I talked about this is really building an energizing morning routine. One of the big things that I do is taking a walk right when the sun comes up, I get sunlight in my eyes and that helps with regulating your sleep and wake cycles. 
And it just feels good to start my day that way, just to get some very light movement in. And you could do this at night too. So um, the sunlight in the morning and at night are very helpful in helping you sleep better. And that's what I have for you today. And hopefully that was helpful for you, not too overwhelming, but just choosing, remember, gaining that awareness, looking at it non-judgmentally, and then deciding on one to two steps to take that are going to move you in the right direction and raising your baseline. So I will talk to you next time. We are going to be going in part... Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Hopefully there were some insights that you are able to take with you and use right away. And I did want to let you know there are a few different ways to work with me if that is something you're interested in. Go to my website, NicoleHillCoaching.com and go over to the coaching button or work with me and there is an application to apply to work with me one-to-one. And also I do have a group training program that is geared towards beginners who are looking to start their strength training journey and prefer to lift weights at home. There is an option to also lift in the gym, but it is mostly geared towards women who are beginners. And also, of course, you can find me on Instagram at Nicole Hill Coaching and also on Facebook at as Nicole Hill. So I hope to see you in the next episode and thank you for listening.